0: All right, so I'm going to be talking about Media Molecule, which is one of the developers for PlayStation. Unfortunately, it's been announced that even they put up a note on their Twitter that they are doing some reshuffling. And unfortunately, that does mean that some of the jobs are going to be leaving, so they are going to be losing some positions. This is happening all over the industry right now, so it is unfortunate. Media Molecule was, of course, the company that originally did... Little Big Planet and Tearaway. Recently, they've been working a lot on Dreams, but they recently said that they were no longer going to be supporting it in the sense that they are not going to be developing anything new for it. They will continue, I guess, maybe running some patches and whatnot. Um, however, they are moving on to a new project. So it is unfortunate that, uh, yeah, some people will be losing their jobs. And also at PlayStation recently, Connie Booth, it was, we found out that she had recently left PlayStation as well. The circumstances aren't really clear whether she just retired or whether she was laid off i would assume that she retired she's been at playstation for 34 years she's been at playstation since basically the beginning since 1995 she's been at sony since 1989 so she's been at there for a really long time 34 years but yeah they didn't really announce it it's just like later on people found out oh wait yeah she's not there anymore so that was a little bit odd in how people found out but yeah, it looks like, unfortunately, more layoffs in the industry, um, so bad news abounds.
1: Yeah, you got to work for Microsoft if you want to stay in the video game industry these days. You guys must have seen that headline, yeah. right, where Microsoft came and said, now that we've acquired Blizzard Activision, we're really going to double down on game publishing and game development. I was like, oh, cool. That's interesting.
2: I think they said something similar about Game Game Pass. PC Game Pass, they would keep churning more on new games, more and more.
1: Yes. I hope so. Please be careful hitting your microphone because that's impossible to it remove keeps falling. <laughs> on, on when I'm editing the audio I just don't have time to go through the effort. I'm so falling down <laughs> it's all good but yeah no I saw the headline about the PlayStation or Sony firing people or PlayStation firing people I was like oh I didn't realize is, was it just a particular studio or was it like across the board in terms of like game development assets or people
0: uh, as far as I know it's Media Molecule was the one they've had other They've had other ones in the past, but uh, Media Molecule is the one that's going on right now.
2: So, Did, was it an indie studio? Hmm? Oh sorry, was it an indie studio or was it, was it owned by a big big player?
0: Owned by PlayStation. You know? Media Molecule? Yeah. They're owned by PlayStation.
1: Okay. It's interesting. It makes me think that maybe Little Big Planet came out and was this big massive thing globally, and then Number 2 came out and then it came out on PC and PC didn't really make a dent. So it, it made me think, okay, Sonya was like, yep, um, this isn't going to be a thing anymore. And so maybe that's why they decided to let people go.
0: Yeah, maybe 3 was Listen. didn't release as well as the first ones, which is unfortunate because it's a great game. And I love the fact that you can create your own levels and the community was really into it. Uh, was it Dreams? Obviously, the community has been really into that. There was a recent game released called Trend, which was made entirely in Dreams. And it's you're this little train that drives around and runs these tracks and it's an obstacle course. <clears throat> Excuse me, an obstacle course kind of game. So the community has really been supporting these things, but I guess outside that, PlayStation's not getting too many people outside of those communities, so they're extremely niche. So unfortunately, I guess financially, it's just not viable or not really worth it in a sense
2: it's a bit foggy but wasn't little bit planet uh, one of the starter game of uh, of the new playstation three or four at the time
0: i don't remember if it came out it was it first, the first one was on playstation 3. i don't remember if it was a launch title sackboy's big adventure was a launch title on the playstation Samba. 5. but i don't think I'm... that was made by media molecule i think it was a different studio just mm-hmm. using the ip
2: Maybe I should check because I'm pretty sure in my mind it was a launcher game and that's why like, uh, it was testing the capacity of the new console with this uh, very cute, fun little game. And maybe that's why there was uh, such a big community being built around this. And maybe if it was just a game uh, in the midlife of the console, it wouldn't have worked that well. But that's yeah. my impression. I may be completely wrong. Please tell me if I am.
0: I'm trying to remember because I don't think the original one launched with the ps3 and then the second one was also on the ps3 the third one might have been towards the beginning of the ps4 but i can't quite remember and i'm pretty sure that little big planet vita launched with the vita i think if i remember correctly but but yeah yeah so you might be thinking sackboy's big adventure which was one that was touted early on in playstation 5
1: okay moving on to my first story of today is back to the good oldies this is a story i saw from from pc gamer which is the elder scrolls skyrim is has seen a resurgence and this guy particularly attributes it to the steam deck and there was another guy if you know the youtuber ESO, right he's his name was like elder scrolls online that's what his youtuber tag is and he did a poll yesterday on youtube and it was like how many people of you are still playing starfield and It was basically like 13% of people were still playing Starfield. And let me make this clear: Starfield is a wonderful game. And Antoine doesn't agree with that. I loved it. It was just as usual with me, right? At this point in time, like, if I had two hours a day to game, I'm like, okay, Starfield is no problem. But because I'm still doing my one hour a day, I don't want to spend one hour, like, sitting in my spaceship looking like, where do I go? Yeah. Anyway, back to the point of the story. This is really interesting. And we've seen Skyrim numbers go up in uh steam tracker steam db steam db is it i don't remember what the hell that website is but anyway there's a website you can see the number of concurrent players playing a steam game you've seen basically every single bethesda game in terms of player numbers has gone up which is it's great right and honestly skyrim anniversary edition is on sale at the moment if you do want to buy it on the xbox store or the the game pass store or microsoft store whatever you want to call it it's ten dollars so if you've never played Skyrim, it is 75% off, and that is the anniversary edition with all the DLC, that like community pack one and community pack two. It still looks good, and it's still something that will run on your old computer if you do have one. And I think that also ties into Little Big Planet as well, which I was thinking about was that like you look at a game like Roblox, you look at a game like Minecraft. Minecraft passed 30 million downloads, I think, a few days ago, or that was last week's news, and, and that shows it's just that like when you have this very accessible platform. And Adam will agree this, like when I moved to Asia, one of the first things I know is like people buy computers, but they never, they don't like crazily upgrade them like I do. So all these like really accessible games like Roblox, like Minecraft, like Skyrim are just evergreen games, right? I guess that's basically my story was basically, if you wanna play Skyrim, it's available, it's cheap. It's still a great game. It's still on my backlog of games to play again, because I never, did any of the DLC, Hearth and Home. I never did the Vampire DLC as well. But I want to go back and play because I think the first time I did it I just was like all over the place. I want to do a particular build and it's one of those games I know like Adam plays the stuff more than once and I've never done it until I started talking to Adam and I started to play games more than once. XCOM was the first game I played two or three times. and Skyrim would be a game I'd actually want to play because it's like Rewatching Star Trek DS9 all seven seasons five or six or seven times in my life it's just comfort so yeah if you are going to play Skyrim again let us know down in the comments and oh going back to a uh, little big planet I also wanted to mention Adam was talked about this multiple times over 140 episodes a lot of freaking episodes you'll go back into the podcast if you search on Spotify you'll find all our old episodes and you can find the episodes that do have a little big planet in it and Stack Boy, because I know we've mentioned this multiple times. So go check it out. But yeah, Skyrim, play it if you haven't played it. Play it again if you do want to play it again. And uh, let us know what you think. And of course,
2: the only thing you can't do on Star Trek that you can do on Skyrim is that if you think 2011 is too old for you, you go on uh, Nexus mode, download Vortex, and get the enhanced, enhanced uh, physics. And it will look like modern day game. And it's going to be beautiful. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'd like to apologize for Noble Cooper here. He's been commenting, but uh, unfortunately he got modded in uh, Twitch because he said, Sec boy" is sad, <laughs> and uh, apparently the term Sack is considered sexual content. So he got <laughs> modded on that content. I'm sorry for that. I don't know <laughs> what, I mean, I understand what uh, Twitch is thinking, but yeah, come on. <laughs>
1: I think also you have to go into settings and set it like like a plus eighteen stream and stuff for all of, all of that stuff to get accepted.
0: Oh come on. The word sack is not always used in a sexual content It has other uses. For sure.
1: No, I, I agree with you, but it is the, the, this is Twitch doesn't want to get in trouble, basically.
0: Yeah. No Sac Boy's always been teased for his for the innuendo of his name.
2: <laughs> you have to be careful with Twitch. My favorite streamer got banned like fifteen days for actually absolutely nothing's just one word that i'm of course not gonna say <laughs> right now but anyway twitch is just way too strict on some things
1: no, i, I I'm, I'm very much on the be more strict than less strict because it's going to come back and bite you right because the more you when you when regulars come and say hey my child watch this on twitch and they're like oh twitch Blah, 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 blah. Then your share price goes down. And then the investor says, oh my God, hey, CEO, why did not you stop this? This should have been more strict. And then it's just a vicious cycle that at the end of the day, you, you screw over a couple of people. It's fine. Antoine, your son looks so happy running back and forth.
2: Yeah, because he should have been asleep half an hour ago. It's, it's... And because I'm on the podcast, I can't yell, go to sleep. You have school tomorrow. <laughs> All right, And on that note, let's continue with Antoine's second story. Okay, so let's be a bit more happy, because I keep talking about bad games, sorry about this. But no, right now I'm going to talk about uh, Spider-Man 2, which uh, is going well uh, above and beyond his little brother, Spider-Man 1, who had the uh, record after three days of uh, selling 3.3 million copies back in the day. Let me check the right number, yeah, on the first day. They sold 2.5 million copies of Spider-Man 2, making it the best seller for PlayStation ever. So congrats. I don't have a PS5 so I won't be playing this game, but I'm a big fan of the games. Like the sorry the movies, you know, into the Spider-Verse and across the multiverse. can't remember the name of the Superman. But both games, both movies are great. And I'm not sure if these games follow the same track as the movies or if it's different or if it's based on the comics or anything, but it's still Miles Morales and Peter Parker, and it looks like it's amazing. So congrats to PlayStation for this game and for the sales. And I really, just because of games like this, I'm thinking, damn, I'd like to have a PS5.
0: I think this is original, an original story. Not quite sure. So,
2: did, did you play the first, maybe, or...?
0: I did not, I'm not, we, we, Green and I touched on this on Twitter, I'm not a big fan of these kind of superhero games. Not that I don't like superhero games, like I really enjoyed Infamous. But I don't know, like ever since I was a little kid, like even with Legos, when Legos created like their own world like Aquanauts or Emtron or Blacktron, I really liked those sets because it's like, oh, here's this kind of world that doesn't have its own lore or here's something that you can create your own adventures in and so I felt like I had a lot of freedom to do what I wanted to do or explore things that I wanted to explore but then when they started coming out with things like Harry Potter Lego sets or even Star Wars to an extent I was not so into it because I'm like oh okay if I get a Harry Potter set I already know what these characters are so I already know who's the good guy who's the bad guy I already know what the story is going to be so in, in my own little mind I was like oh it feels more limiting to me as opposed to the original Play- Legos, which were more creative in a sense because there wasn't that baggage that came with it. And a lot of times with these superhero games, I'm in the same boat where I'm oh, like Spider-Man comes with their preset stories and baggage and there might be some plot twists and surprises in there, but you know who the villains are. You know who the good guys are. You know who the bad guys are. So for me, I don't usually get into them, which doesn't make a lot of sense when I think about it because I still enjoy the movies. And of course, when going into the movie, I know who the good guys and bad guys are going to be. But yeah, I don't know. So I, I did not play the original one. I have seen quite a bit of discourse online. This A lot of people have been going through Twitter looking for bugs and just compiling every bug that they can possibly find and then tweeting about it relentlessly. If you do see these things on Twitter, be careful because some of them apparently are not bugs. Apparently one of the things that people were doing was they were going into photo mode And in photo mode, you can pose the characters. They were like posing characters within random NPCs and then saying, oh, look at this bug. My character is merged with an NPC, but it wasn't a bug. It was taken in photo mode to look like it was a bug. So yeah, (laughs) it's been a bit of a journey online with the console wars. First, there were people who just kept ragging on Starfield and now those people that were defending Starfield are going back and doing the same thing to Spider-Man and saying, oh, this is the buggiest game that's ever come out. and that sort of thing going but, uh, that far yeah 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 going yeah, that
2: so. far to lie to people's just as uh,
0: yeah that's the nature of twitter and console wars but uh, but yeah i've never i don't know yeah i took about like to
2: don't even know <laughs> sega versus nintendo yeah that was console wars <laughs>
0: but yeah no it, it looks great it looks like it's a lot of fun i see a lot of people online that are having a lot of fun with it but uh, yeah i don't know it's just not my jam
1: I played the first one last week for the first time. After Starfield, I'm like, okay, I went to the usual routine of, okay, what am I going to play and checked out Epic Games and checked out Steam and checked out Nintendo Switch was last. And I was like, oh, okay. Spider-Man was on sale on the uh, Epic Games Store, 40% off and they got bought it for $30, installed it, played it. Wow, runs amazingly. But, and, and I enjoyed it as well because I was a huge fan of the nineties cartoon. Spider-Man, that was amazing. The story and Black Cat and and all the lore and stuff. And I played this and the story was great and it was really fun. It's still installed on my computer, but it was just like, it reminds me of the Batman games in a sense like when you're playing with a controller, it's like, the thing I always find hard with the controller is like coordinating. I see Adam when he's on his stream and he's like holding stuff like this. I'm like, how the hell do you remember what all these buttons do? It's just... I can't do it. Yeah, no. And it just, I was playing Spider-Man. I was like, this is like shooting the guy with a web so that he doesn't shoot you back. And then you need to hold this key to grab this object and swing it around. And then this key does this. And you push the button down and push this arrow stick down. And I'm like, oh god, my hand's going to explode. But no, and it was an amazing it's game. It's no
0: different than a keyboard, except your fingers are on the buttons at all times, as opposed to a keyboard where you have to move your fingers.
1: See, I don't understand that. To me, in my mind, I'd rather remember Q-W-E-R-T-Y-U. Those all do different things. That's easy to remember, but yeah, because you just... Because you don't have to remember. The 3D aspect of a controller just really wigs me out, which is why I never enjoyed Halo or I never enjoyed any sort of shooting game on the Switch because it's just... you can't aim. Even in Spider-Man, I was swinging through the streets of New York in that first hour of the game and I fell five or six times because I'm like swing, swing. I don't understand why you're not swinging. It's just, oh, I'm. For context,
2: for context, Adam and I started playing on the Genesis or oh, Mega Drive for me. For Korean Switch is literally his first console, so give him a break. That's okay. To not know intuitively all the buttons on the pad.
1: Yeah, no, I struggle with that. That makes on, sense on the Switch too as well. Sometimes when the Switch uses the the trigger buttons. I'm like, oh, God. But no, it's still a great game. It's probably going to get uninstalled because I was telling uh, Adam Somi and posted about it on on Twitter that I've decided to go back to the Switch for the next few months. So I was playing Cult of the Lamb over the last few days and really enjoying it. That is an an impressive game in in terms of mechanics. And it looks cool as well, but it's just like awesome mechanics. And I did enjoy the Rogue. My first finished roguelike was... Hades, which was awesome as well. And we'll talk about another Switch game later, actually. But yeah, that is my take on Spider-Man. It's still, it's a great game, especially for the story. Like, I I did not hate the story. I just hated the controller aspect of it. Yeah. All right, Adam, story number
0: two. All right, so I'm going to be talking about, ooh, what's going on here? That's your Skyrim video. Okay. The Annapurna collection was it called the annapurna interactive collection has been announced so this is going to be for switch i don't know if it's going to be coming out on other consoles or anything like that but it's 12 games that's going to be on a single cartridge so you'll be getting donut county Gorog- Gorogoa, hindsight i am dead if found kentucky Route zero tv edition neon white sayonara wild hearts solar ash the artful escape the pathless and what remains of edith finch all on one desk. Pre-orders are going to be starting on October 26th, so that is in it's tomorrow here, but I guess it's going to be the day after tomorrow if you're stateside. And yeah, you can order them, and they said that the copies should ship in quarter four 2023, so they should be shipping quite soon. So if you're a fan of Annapurna and you either haven't played any of those games, which I guess why would you be a fan if you haven't played any of their games, or if you've played a few of them but not all of them, then yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal it looks like they are going to be somewhat limited uh, or at least they're going to be a deluxe limited edition so of the limited deluxe edition there's only going to be 20 2500 units total but yeah if you are a fan of anapa interactive i think this is a a great deal because i've played donut county and i loved it i have i am dead i haven't played it yet but it's in the backlog and some of the other ones looked pretty good too. I've heard a lot of really good things about Neon White. so.
2: And if you don't remember what Annapurna is, and stop me if I go wrong, but I believe Annapurna is an editor for indie studios. So if you're tired of AAAs and you want to try a lot of small and good indie studios, Annapurna is usually a safe bet with the other, which is Devolver the Digital? There's two studios. Of... Oh, yes, yeah, thank you, Devolver. So yeah, these two there, if you want indie games, they are usually safe bets and are doing great work. Thank you, in Indie uh, Studios. You really blew a breath of fresh air on the uh, on gaming world, and we love you. Or at least I do.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised they can fit 12 games on one disk. It makes me wonder, what are you doing with the other? What were you originally doing Were you're using like a 12th of a disk? <laughs> These must be really small games. I don't know what the overhead on something like that would be if you're putting one game on a disk and then but you're only using one twelfth of the disc. I don't know. Is that a efficient use of funds? I don't know.
2: I'm not sure, but these games are what usually with four five hours. If it's indie games, the short iQuest. They're four pretty hours. short. I
0: beat uh, Donut County yeah. in a single stream. It was about three hours, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah. See. So yeah, that's fine. They just don't print the games individually. It's just uh, you buy it. You buy them on uh, on Steam. I know this is cool.
1: Not to mention, you said Adam, this was coming out on the Switch, right?
0: This is on, yeah, I've only seen I've only seen information on the Switch. I don't know if it's coming out anywhere else.
1: So it makes sense, right? A Switch as far is, as I know, it's only Switch. It's just like a typical SD card, right? Or like a micro SD, or whatever you want to call it, right? And those go all the way up to four terabytes in terms of storage, right? So you can fit lots on a Switch. Adam's totally right. People always feel weird, like, why is this so small? And I think some Switch games do get big. Like the Borderlands collection, I remember on the Switch ended up being like 15 gigabytes or something. But yeah, this is awesome. And again, this feeds into the collector aspect of that many Switch people, or not many Switch people, like lots of gamers still have that I still have that I'll be talking about in my third story as well. But yeah, no, this looks exciting. And there's a huge secondhand market here, everywhere in the world, for Switch games, right? Because I can buy a Switch game from Anton and plug it into my Switch, and there's no region blocking or anything like that, right? And the cool thing as well is I can buy a Chinese Switch game here in Taiwan and plug it into my Switch and I'll get the English because that's just the way it works for some reason, um, which I still don't understand why PlayStation doesn't allow that and gives Adam continuous headaches <laughs> about language selections and his games, which seems a bit backwards in my opinion.
0: It's not the PlayStation necessarily, it's the publishers. The publishers,
1: right. Yes. So I shouldn't say PlayStation. I apologize for that. But yeah, no, it's...
0: This is Because like Witcher, you can get any language you want. If it's a CD Projekt Red game, you can get any language you want. You might have to, for example, I was playing Witcher 3, and I was thinking like, oh, hey, you know what? Witcher is supposed to be from Poland. Maybe I Polish. should play in Polish. So I went, and it was like, okay, yeah, you can switch to Polish if you want, but what you have to do is you have to download the Polish patch, and then you have to restart the game. So you had to do it that way. But the game would come pre-installed with maybe a few languages. But they have a list of options that you can download if you want. But uh, yeah, the for so CD Projekt Red does it. But for whatever reason, Bandai Namco decided, you know what? Let's not do that anymore. Let's just be completely random in our language. So,
1: I don't get that at all. We're just
0: going to throw darts at a map on the world. And whatever country it lands on, we're giving it that localization.
1: <laughs> Incredible. All right. And with that, I'm going to move on to my second story, which is board games, which I have not talked about in a while. And right above... This shelf on the top shelf of there is filled with board games for under 10 year olds. And then on the bottom shelf of this shelf is filled with board games for adults, which at one point I had the wonderful dream of, yes, I will play board games with adults on a monthly basis or a bi-monthly basis or a bi-yearly basis, but no, that's never going to happen. I've accepted that, which is why I gave Phil a whole bunch of my board games at one point. But yeah, it is the holiday season for the Western world, like Halloween's coming up this week. There's Thanksgiving coming up in November, Black Friday, Christmas, winter break for kids in in the Western world. In Taiwan, it's just before Chinese New Year. So you're probably thinking, okay, in some parts of the world, people are searching for, this is why I'm doing this today's story. It's like board games to play indoors, right? Because this year, due to El Nino, it's expected to be a colder, wetter winter, where you're going to be spending lots of time indoors, especially if you're in the Northern hemisphere. So with most parents, right? You don't want your kids sitting in front of a screen or playing your iPad or playing your Switch for seven, eight hours a day. You want them to do other stuff. And so I have a selection of games and I feel like I've talked about some of these before. So I'm gonna go through these very quickly. So there's a list if you're watching the video, but I will include the link in the podcast show notes. Basically board games for kids, right? The first game that I love, it is probably my favorite board game ever is Ticket to Ride. Uh, Ticket to Write is a very basic worker placement game like Settlers of Catan. Um, Adam is an expert at that. I played Catan and I did not like it for some reason. Uh, Yeah, I remember Adam has it in his house. But yeah, Ticket to Write worker placement game, really fun, really simple to understand, but very strategic. It's also available on Steam. A lot of the games I'm talking about today are also on an iPad. So if you do have a big iPad Pro, this is also a great solution. So you don't have to have multiple boxes which is a gigantic paint. Just because these are board games, physical, actual board games, you can actually just buy the apps and play on an iPad on a table in your living room somewhere. Next is Sushi Go. Sushi Go also really popular with kids because they love the colors, they love the cute sushi. And again, for me, in my memory, I'm relating to the apps for these games. I play the physical games, but the apps are much better in terms of animations and stuff. But yeah, again, another very simple card game where you're racking up points and the person with the most points at the end of a round is the winner, and the person with the most points after multiple games is the winner for Sushiko. Again, really cu- cute art. Sushi Go is a really good choice. Takanoko, never played it, but I'll let you guys read the links for these. Mouse Trap. oh god, Mousetrap is like the proverbial early 90s or late 80s game. I think it's like a late 80s game. I think I see Adam and Antoine nodding with me. Again, really fun game. It's, yeah it's self-explanatory mouse you look at the picture you'll understand just one dixit is another one i could talk about this is one of the first book games i ever bought in taiwan where it's about story tra- telling it's about talking it's a really fun family game for all ages because adults and children communicate at different levels and different ways and, and kids will say surprising things to help you guess cards absolutely beautiful art you could buy this and when your kids get older you could just totally take the cards and put them in a picture frame and put them on your wall because they're they're just that beautiful Zingo out foxed operation oh god operation another classic game again from like how many right you're supposed to pull stuff out of people god i used to have an operation game in taiwan but i think it was destroyed during one of my classes but yeah really fun the next one is suspend which is what i do have and i do use this still in my one class a week Melissa and Doug are these couple in Indiana? Oh, yeah, I think it's Indiana. Anyway, they make these games, dexterity games where you have to put stuff on top and if everything falls down, you lose. Really good choices. I'm not going to go through all, all of these because that will take up too much time. But basically, this is a really great list. Most of these games, you'll find them on sale for 50% off, 75% off on Black Friday. So just in time for Christmas vacation, for Christmas, So you can buy like a good five, six of these. When I was teaching more, I would get five, six, seven board games like every single year on Black Friday. And which is why I ended up with tons of board games that I cannot get rid of anymore. But yeah, if you're looking for something to get ready for the Christmas holidays, keep your kids occupied, great value for money in terms of how long you can use them for. I would definitely take some of, I think all of the games on this list is something you can look at. All right. And then, Yeah. yeah, unless you guys have any questions or thoughts,
0: Now, uh, the only question I have is for some of these games, if you're playing them on a tablet, do you need to have one tablet or can some of them be played across multiple tablets?
1: So for these kind of games, they're usually just played on one tablet. So it's just basically, if you can imagine four people or six people and just turning the tablet around, some of these can be played with multiple tablets. So like a Ticket to Ride, you can have a tablet, I can have a tablet, Antoine can have a tablet, and we could be sitting around Antoine's table and drinking some beer and playing Ticket to Ride, right? That works like that. Like that sort of multiplayer online functionality tends to be with more like adult sort of age games, like uh, d d stuff um, that works. But for Monopoly, for uh, Operation, which is also an iOS app, that's very much, hey, we all sit around the tablet together and we play it together. So it's usually, that's why I think it's great. You don't need to have, everyone needs to have an iPad Pro, right? You just have one big 13-inch iPad Pro, or like you can go with Samsung has these 16, 17-inch tablets right now, super-sized XL tablets. So you can even play these games on Android with an even bigger tablet because Apple doesn't make super huge tablets. And, and that's also a great experience in itself.
2: I wonder if you play this kind of party games like Mario Party or things like this.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, that, that works as well, right? Like, uh, again, yeah, you could do Mario Party as well for keeping your kids occupied. This is definitely more like board game ish stuff. All right, and then we're on to Anton's third story.
2: All right, so I had the choice because there's a couple of games which came out this week. There was a cute and successful Pikachu Detective Returns which apparently is very nice, although quite simplistic, but that's good for kids. But that's kind of a good game, and uh, I'm in a grumpy mood because end of quarter, lots of work and everything. So instead, I'm going to choose Metal Gear Solid, the, how do they call it? The Master Collection Volume 1, which includes MGS1 with, of course, Solid Snake and his evil brother. So you have Metal Gear Solid 2, which is Sons of Liberty, and three Snake Eater, Literally one of the best, if not the best Metal Solid, And they're all Master Collection. And apparently, from what you can see in the reviews, especially on Steam, it's bad. It's really bad. It's 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 not working at all. Mainly, most people ask, how oh, can you screw up a port of a PS1 game? The options are terrible. The- you can go on GOG and get it for $10, and it would work much better. Anything, basically, would work better. Just your usual emulator would make would port the game better than. So I don't know what happened, <laughs> literally, because it's an old game. It shouldn't be hard to to port. Apart, maybe, from Mantis on a computer, it's going to be hard for him to to read your input or read your, uh, if he, I don't know if he reads your browser history or something. that would be weird. Uh, but apart from that, I guess it should be a fairly simple game to port and yet now it's it's mixed to quite negative reviews if you play this game tell us is it just people renting on steam because this is one of the old classic game especially for people our age mgs was a monster in our childhood very short game though but that was classic in the at this time and so is it a deserved rent from all these people? That's quite a lot of reviews, though. So I, I imagine it's not undeserved. Or, yeah, just tell us what's so bad about NGS. Because I was tempted. Three, three game collection, Volume 1. That means Volume 2 is going to come out. MGS 5, with, which is unfinished. So I don't think so. collection number 2 would be useful, to be honest. But, yeah, just go in the comments, tell us did you play this collection what's wrong with it i'm really interested
0: yeah i'd be curious too yeah like how do you screw that up (laughs) so yeah is it like a stuttering stuttering. issue or is it just like the resolution's bad i'm really curious what is actually going wrong because from what antoine and i were talking about earlier it seemed like it wasn't very specific. It was just people saying, how can you screw this up? But then not explicitly saying what was screwed up about it.
2: Yeah, were there was a lack of option in the resolution or the ratios or things like this. So basically, it didn't look good. It appears one game, and it's not a remaster. So I expect it's not going to look good. So how can you make it look worse? That's a cool question, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, but at the same time, too, if it's an original PlayStation game, PlayStation didn't have resolution options. So if it's directly ported, I could understand why it wouldn't have those. So yeah, they, I guess they just didn't add them, but yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah. But you have, apparently you have emulators which do a better job. So at least bench benchmark on them. And sorry, I hit my microphone again.
1: <laughs> yeah. I be- but- see
0: what was the issue. Yeah.
1: Honestly, yes. I heard this is I heard this is, gonna, is on the Switch already, maybe? Or, or like this collection also released on the Switch. And I'm like, oh, this is also on my Today. Oh, Switch release, Switch to buy list. Because I've heard, like I was telling you guys before, the show, I watched all the trailers. Like when a Metal Gear Solid came out, I went to GameTrailers.com. I'm like, oh my god, this trailer looks so cool. I want to play this game, not understanding what the actual gameplay is, to be honest. And I saw the Metal Gear Solid. I think the picture was on Google News. They had a thing in Shibuya where they had a guy in a box <laughs> he was under a box and they had a guard and the guy in the box in the demonstration in Shibuya was like trying to like not get detected by the guard and they had multiple boxes. It's a really cool demonstration like the Japanese really know how to do like a game release demonstration stuff but after Antoine said it I know this might need to come off my Nintendo Switch wish list at least until I can read longer reviews or see what it's about and see if I'll actually ever get to play it because there's a bunch of like older games from the PS1, PS2 that are on the Switch that I've looked at. I'm like, I'm not sure I want to play this. I love the mechanics, but at the same time, there's like a certain look with older games. I'm like, "Uh, you're looking not that pretty. So I'm sorry, I don't want to play you. I'm a graphics snob for some reason. No, not for some reason because I'm a desktop gamer. That's why. Yeah, I'll see okay adam your final story
0: all right my final story is going to be about what's this called i need to remember the name of the game star citizens squadron 42 which is their single player kind of offshoot is now feature complete so it's only taken them six years to reach this point and now that it is feature complete We are still nowhere close to the game being done, because now it's going to be in the polish phase. So basically, feature complete means absolutely nothing from a functional standpoint if you are a person waiting to play, because, yeah, basically it just means that we have everything that we need in the game is done. Now we just need to make everything that we need functional and pretty, and yeah... Ten years in the making, I will say, looking at this, it's funny because I remember when this game was first announced, this was like revolutionary and it was supposed to look amazing. And this was just like way out of the scope of anything. It was just way too ambitious. And now looking at some of the like character dialogues, when the characters are talking and stuff like that and looking at some of the character models, I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know what? This is starting to look dated actually, (laughs) where we have games that look better. In terms of character models in this game, it's just been taking so long that it's actually gone from ahead of the curve to slightly behind the curve. It still looks good, but but yeah, that, that those 10 years are starting to wear on it. But uh, yeah, if you're the kind of person who is looking forward to Star Citizen or Squadron 42, which again is the single player part of it, then you might have another 10 years to wait because yeah, we've entered the original phase of creating content and now we're in the second phase of fixing content
2: you know what? And I know I Antoine has a lot optimist. to say. No, it's just I want to be the optimist for once because as you said, this project was extremely ambitious and it still is, it's everything Starfield is not. You take off from your planet straight into space, you, oh yeah, just for you who are completely hyped with just with the games, remember it's a simulation. And what it means, it's not a star field where you can quick or teleport to another location or something. It's a simulation. You forgot your helmet in your bedroom when you take your spaceship to go to another planet. You're screwed. You have to go back, take your helmet, put it on, and go back. Even if it takes 40 minutes, because it's a simulation. If it takes 20 minutes to go between two planets, it will take 20 minutes to go between two planets. You don't have fast travel or at least you shouldn't have fast travel because it's a simulation and it's what makes this game great because some people really like it and uh, it's a slower pace and even in fast travel, you know, some pirates can find a way to pull you out of fast travel to atta- to ambush you, so it's it's a different kind of game, just make sure you have this expectation in mind, right? However, it's Star Citizen, it has fantastic ship, over press ship, of course, but it has some very cool ship design fantastic and and squadron forty is what chris roberts who all of a sudden after two or three years in development of star citizen decided to we need to get the the solo mode out first, which means that all the updates of star citizen went out or finished or all the updates on star citizen were minimal. And all the resources were pulled on Squadron 42, which is why, what is it, like Robot Industry have been working very hard on Squadron 42 and they basically need to take it out soon. Soon, 2024, 5, 6, I don't know, but it's there in the polishing phase. As I said, in the videos, they explained that they did the core game and now they split their team into small individual self-reliance team to tackle each aspect they want to polish, to make it go faster. So I want to be optimistic and say 2024 that your Square 42 game doesn't mean that you will have Star Citizen, you will have Square 40 solo game. Hopefully, let me put the hopefully, because in everything you have to believe Chris, Chris Roberts. In the past 10 years, his credibility is so so, so, yes. but even though if you have Squadron 42 coming out, Start Citizen doesn't mean the multiplayer is not out yet. Of course, they will put take all the assets of Squadron 42 and put it in Start Citizen, so maybe it's not going to be out much later behind. Just make a difference. Solo campaign, multiplayer, different. Squadron 42 and the Start Citizen are not the same games. They are very closely related, of course, but not the same. And remember, simulation. Don't be disappointed into putting lots of money in the ships right now, like some players did 10 years ago, on a project which Rob Matt move every two years. Of course, it's going to be a great game. Hopefully not to date it, because yes, you're right, I saw the, the trailer of Squadron Forty. It's weird because I saw some some of my favorite French streamers are playing uh, Start Citizen, and it looks great. Some of the ships are amazing, really. And when I watched the trailer of Squadron 42, I was like, hey, why the trailer doesn't look as good as the actual game? That doesn't make sense. That's why when when I saw the trailer, it's something they made like a few years ago and just releasing with the interview and they didn't make a newer trailer or something. I don't know, it doesn't make sense. But we'll see. I want to be more optimistic than Adam and see it's going to come out. (laughs) what's next year? December 2024. It's just polish, right? of works. Let's say, let's hope. Let's hope for all these people who put lots of money and have been waiting for this game. So the, long, the longest Kickstarter of all, the, the most expensive Kickstarter of all. Let's hope that they get there. All.
0: Yeah, if it does release, I think I'm really excited. It does have very strong Mass Effect vibes. So I'm
1: really hoping that it comes out,
0: but yeah, we'll see.
1: Okay, and on that positive, surprisingly positive note. Move on to my last story, which is uh, another Mario Brothers game, which is out. And even though I told everyone, I'm like, I'm not playing a Mario Brothers game again, I'm gonna buy this one because it looks fantastically colorful and wonderful. And you've probably seen pictures of Mario as an elephant, but this game is out in Taiwan. The price I've seen is anywhere from 40 dollars and like between 40 to 50 dollars which is still like a really good price it's not that like full maximum price but this is basically i think we've talked about this before on an earlier episode it's between one to four players you get to play with other people and i had never considered this before primarily because i'm like okay this is a game where you need to play with other people but actually you can play this single player and it's still very much worth it and as usual with any sort of first party game this is 1080p, 60 frames per second on the 7-year-old Switch, right? A game in 2023 still runs fantastically, but that's the way Nintendo usually rolls. When they are releasing a game, their first party titles, they do make maximum effort in terms of optimization and the way this runs. From doctor mode, to handheld mode, it looks beautiful, it runs beautifully. People are also saying that this is going to be the future art direction of Mario games. And that this game matches the movie in terms of colors and the way it looks, I thought that was really cool. Because in my old age, and, and also because I have a, a thing with my left eye where I don't not enough light gets in, so colors are darker to me, which I have like horrible perception when it comes to colors. So I love really brightly colored games, and just to me that's exciting. And I also found out there is a Nintendo Switch store really close to my house, which is funny enough. I don't see. Like a dedicated PlayStation stores, but there are ha- are a few dedicated Nintendo Switch stores all over Kaohsiung, where Adam and live. which is awesome. But yeah, this is a game I am definitely gonna buy, and I will probably play it after I finish Cult of the Lamb. There are pre-order bonuses still available, like here in Taiwan, you get like a, a big like a Mario tote bag, and yes, at 40 years old, I still want a Mario tote bag. There's the stickers and keychains and all this sort of stuff. And look at this stuff over there. Look at the Cayman Riders, man. I don't know anything about Cayman Riders except that they're from Japan. But I still got that stuff because it's cool. Cool, But yeah, Mario Super, Mario, ah, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Affordable. Really fun. Good reviews across the board. If you like me and you're like, oh my god, this looks incredibly difficult. Let it be incredibly difficult but wonderfully colorful at the same time. So give it a go. Yeah, and I will buy it, and I'll let you guys know probably by the end of the year what it's like. No matter what, I'm going to be expanding my Switch collection, so that's it.
0: Yeah, it looks like a return to the Super Mario World, Nintendo, and Super Nintendo kind of gameplay.
1: Oh, you you would know more than me. I just looked it up like, oh, wow, colorful. Oh, wow, psychedelic colors. Wow, talking mushrooms. Okay, bye.
0: Yeah, no, it looks interesting.
1: That must
2: be, that must be Elias on multiplayer because this Mario, usually you have a, a nice little uh, road ahead of you and you have to jump on this specific brick to be able to make the jump. Can you imagine if your friend just uh, destroys this brick just as like your are This kind of mess? You know, there's
1: some uh, trap brick.
2: Oh, no, I know, I activated the trap brick. <laughs> Good luck jumping now. Must be fun. Honestly, yeah, be I will fun. say I
1: like the 2D version of Mario better than the 3D because the 3D... I bought like a Mario game, or traded one in with another guy. Uh, we met at 11, and I tried. Oh my god, the 3D is—it looks cool, but I much prefer the 2D version of Mario games. So I'm looking forward to this. All right, guys. So Adam still streaming Neo 2, right? Yep. Are you?
0: Yeah, I'm nowhere near done. <laughs> this game's longer than I thought it was.
1: Okay, and Antoine, what are you playing these days? Star Wars. So of course, you already said um... you. Stupid. Yes, I-, I take that back.
2: No, it's all right. I just, I need to promote this this game because it's it's just so good. I, I can say it's full show when I was your stars. Ha,
1: have, have you North. captured
2: any gameplay you want to upload onto YouTube? No commentary? No, I didn't. No, because anything I capture would be spoilers. Oh,
1: okay. really.
2: You can spoil things for people. Some people don't
1: care about spoilers.
2: Nah, if, even in the characters, because in RPGs, you're a uh, party is uh you start with characters and of course you'll have more character maybe less character e- even my party right now just capturing the screen of my party would be a spoiler. i'd rather not Got it.
1: understand yeah no hard. worries all right and then with those final words Neo, sea of stars cult of the lamb we will talk to you guys online on twitter right let us know you can email us right middleagegaming2020 at gmail.com we love the youtube comments the instagram comments we are now back to doing just one, back like the old days, one short a day connecting with the long-form content. So keep an eye out for those and let us know what you think about those because we know, yeah, again, on Instagram and Facebook, you guys like the shorts. So those will be back there. They are back there. I've already scheduled today's shorts out. Thank you as always to Adam for the production and the YouTube thumbnails. Hope you guys are enjoying those. Those thumbnails are pretty damn awesome, I have to say. I still have not gone down to individually scheduling the thumbnails to connect to the videos on Instagram, which is my, my next goal in terms of village gaming content releases and distribution. But um, that will be something I'll get onto it. And last sort of housekeeping I will, will mention is that I know you guys have noticed that like the news is planned ahead, so like stuff coming out today is actually from last week's episode, and I told the guys as well is from the end of November. be more timely about it so like stuff that was on the live stream today will be out on the live stream today and coming after that it's just with work and stuff it'll all match out once i have that like week of holiday in november but yeah thanks as always guys for waking up early and going to bed late and then we will see everyone next week same time same place for games news and amazing stories and halloween and halloween and halloween yes